0: This girl is like, I'm so sorry. I stole your girlfriend from you. And then she looks at us and she's like, wait, is she your girlfriend? And Felipe's like, I don't know. And oh, so I'm I, like. I
1: said, I said would you like to be my girlfriend? Which is in Chile, that's, like, that's how you ask.
0: Everyone is like, there's people on the couch behind us having sex. Everyone is naked and the whole party stops. And it's like, <gasps> Oh my God, she said, yes, they just became boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hi everyone, this is Polly Curious. I am Fernanda, your host, and I have a great episode for you today. But before we start, I wanted to invite you to check out a podcast episode I was in last fall. The podcast is called The MGC Podcast, and the host, Mark Gervino, was really new to the idea of open relationships, and I feel like that led to a very interesting conversation around gender norms in non-monogamy and how my relationship works, about how to approach the non-monogamous subject with your partner if you're new to this, and so much more. So check it out, I feel like you might enjoy it. To find it, you'll have to follow us on Instagram at Podcast. easy to remember, and then you just go to the link in bio. Okay, now on to today's episode. So this conversation was with my friends Jasmine and Felipe. They have been together for about a year and a half, and with the exception of a short period at the beginning of their relationships, they have only had experiences as a couple and mostly with women. And in this conversation, we touched on so many interesting topics, which chat about how an experience they had early on made them decide to temporarily close their relationship and also taught them to be vulnerable and honest and to establish clear boundaries. We chat about how they both are somewhat open to the idea of seeing people independently, but at the same time, it feels a little threatening to them. We talk about how flirting and making moves on friends can be a little tricky and how after the pandemic, they both feel more secure in their relationship. Jasmine is learning to be more forward and they are having more experiences together than during the harshest part of the pandemic. And we also hear a lot of sexy stories like how they became official at a play party and at the end they tell us how they had an unexpectedly hot experience with a couple in Chile. As you can probably tell, that is a lot to get to, so we better get started. Here's my interview with Jasmine and Felipe. Hi guys, welcome to Polycurious. I'm so happy to have you here and to really get to know you better and know your story better. And uh, we've already had so many interesting conversations that I'm sure that this is going to be great. So thank you for being here. Thanks for having
0: us.
1: Yeah, we're very excited.
2: Yes, me too. So before we go into like more of your story, can you start by maybe introducing yourselves for our listeners?
1: Hi, I'm Felipe. Uh, I'm uh, 40 and a half (laughs) <laughs> and I'm uh, I'm an immigrant. I've been almost 10 years in this country, and first I moved to the West Coast, and now I've been about five years in, in New York.
0: I'm Jasmine. Um, I'm from Maine, and I've lived in New York for most of the last 10 years with a little adventure in the middle where I left.
2: Which we'll get into it, but before we talk about, you know, when you guys met, can you tell me, like, individually in your journey how you came to be interested in non-monogamy?
1: Well, I'm from Chile, and uh, being Chilean, it's it's like we've been told or instructed to always be very cookie cutter, very vanilla, very monogamous and I've always have uh, an interest to explore outside the box in many aspects of my life. And after living a couple of years in San Francisco, the story starts by coming to New York. Actually, I went to an I feel party. I feel neon party as well.
2: Oh, which uh, we were just at on Friday. Yeah. This, a couple of days ago. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. yeah. If we go
1: back eight or coming seven years ago. Circle. Yeah. Yes, totally. Um, so uh, become really good friends with this friend. We start going to some Bernard parties. And he tells me, I'm going to a play party. And I'm a plus one. Like, Everybody's in a couple. There's a lot of couples, but they're letting me in, like as a single guy, right? And I'm asking, can I bring another guy? And it was very, in general, is not. There's not a lot of space for single guys.
2: Yeah, and many play parties, they don't allow they, single they, guys. Yeah, yeah. It,
1: it was a house thing. It was mm-hmm. about 20 people, and there were a couple of single. Girls, So they were like, oh, he really vouched for me. Like he's a guy, he's, but he's not gonna cross any boundaries. And I was set in the mind of going as an observer. And I went there, I was really nervous. I did a little bit of molly. It was kind of illegal because we were supposed not to be under influences, but it made me open and relaxed <laughs> and happy. And I went from being the guy in the corner to basically interacting in a very intimate way with many people that day, everybody got to introduce and everybody get to say where they were in their openness journey and in their playful journey. And because of that, I received a lot of introductory cuddles and, (laughs) and welcoming, and I ended up having a great night. And that opened now to going back to where I was living in San Francisco to 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 have my eyes open for opportunities where So that will you were happen. just visiting here was, when you went. I was starting to... to come one week a month. I was doing bi-coastal, and it was my first trip to New York. And now, back in my life in New York, in San Francisco, um, I started uh, being more aware, and I started to go to to more organized, maybe bigger play parties. Or yeah, probably seven years ago like right around there started seeing somebody um and she was also interested she was coming from uh, being open in an open relationship in an open marriage actually kind of that dissolves and we started dating
2: and was that your last uh non-monogamous relationship before you met jasmine no
1: then there were other (laughs) relationships now i moved to new york and I went into a couple of relationships. Uh, my first relationship in New York, she definitely didn't want anything open. And like, she was very open-minded, but this was not for her and that was great. Um, we actually broke up because for my birthday, one friend from my play group or former play group kissed me or we kissed for my birthday. I was a little bit high and she saw this and she was really pissed. Um, then uh, I think my previous relationship right before Jasmine or well, a couple of years uh, was with a nice Jewish girl that when she met me I think in her mind she thought I have to be super open and super crazy because Felipe that's what Felipe is into that's what's all in her mind we haven't s- spoken anything I didn't even mention Burning Man or anything but just in the way I behave we met on the first date. She says, "Oh, blah 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 blah, threesomes," and you can see that it was somebody not. But into how that. did she? N- I have no idea. Did
2: she know that you were interested in? That? I
1: have no idea. So this was the first, and then she was actually pushing that agenda, pushing that agenda, and she made it happen. However, it didn't work in her mind as, as it, it she wanted, and ended up with cries and with a lot of guilt. And we ended up breaking up and she will say that I was sick or that I was, I don't know, that I had the wrong influences in my life, that everything was fucked up. So didn't end
2: up well. But why did she say that if she was the one who, who pushed for the openness?
1: I don't know. She, she was probably trying to be very complacent. And now that's one of the things that I am very careful that I can read through and make sure that this is not just to please me,
2: Mm. right? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I feel like I've heard that from a lot of people, like women not wanting to be open, but just being open because their partner wants that and thinking that, you know, if they are not that way, their partner will leave them or just like devalue them or whatever, you know. Um, So it's good that you are aware that that's something that, you know, can happen in, in our relationship. Um, how, how about you, Jasmine? We've spoken a little bit about it. I think you'd mentioned that you'd had had like more experiences like with couples, like being the third.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, my relationship history was all monogamous um, or like serial long-term monogamous data where I had three two-year relationships and one seven-year relationship Wow, seven years back to back. Like, I didn't really date in between. I didn't have a lot of experience with casual hookups or the dating scene. Um, And when I left my seven year relationship, I changed that. (laughs) I decided, like, I'm going to take some time just for me to be single and to really experiment with anything I wanted to try. Like dating women and going to play parties. Like I started to hear from my girlfriends that they would go to play parties alone, single, and you know, parties that are safe where they take care to protect and encourage single women to feel okay and to feel comfortable. Like you said, that most play parties, single men are not allowed or encouraged, and there's rules. So if you go as a single woman, like you feel very safe. And I decided like that sounds interesting. I'll try that. Um, so I went to a couple of those. I had a really, really fun time. Um, and I had some experiences dating couples, both in a more casual way, like meeting at a play party and sharing a night together. And then with one couple, seeing them more um, regularly, like a very close friendship that sometimes we would just have a night and like watch movies and and cook and hang out together and then sometimes we would spend the night together in bed and be more intimate and it was very easy to flow back and forth between being more sensual and sexual or just being more friends
2: that's nice yeah it sounds like a friends with benefits situation yeah. with a couple which yeah, sounds kind of cool lovely <laughs> that's nice and yeah. how, why did that uh end
0: it hasn't necessarily ended. Oh, it hasn't. It's more. Okay, it's location based. Mm. Um, I met them when I was traveling. Uh, that break that I took from New York, I was living in a van for a couple of years traveling. So I met them early on in that journey. Um, they also had a van, and we did some trips together, and we're still very close friends. And like, if we see each other, there's now the opportunity that it could be more than friends, like they've met Felipe, we've hung out a couple of times, and I think there's this sort of simmering tension of like, oh, maybe maybe we'll lean more into like swinging and playing together that hasn't happened yet, but it's definitely not off the table.
2: Do you know if they've um, had experiences with couples or only with women?
0: Um, I think they've had more experiences just with women or dating separately. like, the, the guy in that relationship is also bisexual, so, like, they both sort of date men and women, um, but not as much experience swinging, I think.
2: That's awesome that you had that experience, and actually that ties in nicely with my next question, which is, like, about how you guys met. Um, and just to give some context for the listeners, the, you know, when you were living in a van that was... Right
0: before the pandemic, right? Yes, uh, I left New York in the end of 2019. So pandemic was not even in our vocabulary then and just decided I was at a point in my life where I wanted to leave my job and leave my apartment. My lease was up and I wanted to try living somewhere new. Um, And first I wanted to travel the country in a van and figure out where I might wanna live next. So yeah, I, I left. And my my journey really started like Christmas of 2019. And I just left from the East Coast and drove to the Southwest and had the plan to drive around the country, just meeting people, um, going to different places, to national parks, to hike, and having as many new experiences as I could.
2: Yeah, and it's funny because your idea was to maybe not come back to New York.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> the goal was to live somewhere else entirely um, that I would figure out along the way, but realized throughout the journey that that's, it's really hard to leave a community like the one that we have here.
2: Yes, and also that's when you met Felipe, So who lived in New York. Yes. So, uh, yeah, why don't you tell us about that?
0: Yeah, so I met Felipe at um, a mini burning man party in 2020 that when the the real burn was canceled and a bunch of friends from New York had organized this like smaller micro burn and rented a house together in Utah. So I ended up there through an invite from a friend um, who is in the New York community and I went not knowing anybody except this one person just showing up at a house full of then strangers in the middle of a pandemic. And everyone was super welcoming and super friendly. Um, Just made me feel like family. And I feel like I found 50 new friends that week Um, and also the love of my life. But yeah, tell us about like how, I mean, I
2: know you guys met at that event, but like, how did you meet? Like, were you on the dance floor or were you like- uh... We were,
0: I was in a cuddle puddle With great place to meet a cuddle puddle. (laughs) I was in a cuddle puddle with uh, a girl that I had met there, and we had spent the day like we had had a nice little mushroom trip. And a friend had driven us around through this national park and just had this beautiful day of, um, I don't know, connecting and getting to know each other and listening to music, being outside in nature. And we came back to the house, we're in the cuddle puddle, just chatting and laughing about like how fun that day was and i don't know at some point felipe walks by and this girl is like oh have you met felipe i'm like not really like we chatted by the pool yesterday briefly but we weren't really introduced and she's like you have to meet felipe felipe come over here and tell us tell us jokes tell us funny stories <laughs> and felipe, so, make so, a demonstration so of how cool you Felipe's are Felipe's like Of course, I'd be happy to. Jumps (laughs) over a couch, (laughs) like jumps into the cuddle puddle with us and shares a bunch of his stories. uh, Tells us, like, oh, I do amateur stand up comedy. Let me tell you some stories. Oh, I didn't know. (laughs) In case you
1: didn't know. The way it was is first of all, We flirted, she didn't know we flirted, but we flirted, at least from me, (laughs) in the pool that day before.
2: She didn't know we were flirting, but we were
1: Hello, new new girl. (laughs) And we just interacted from the far. And then I'm coming back walking and I see these two gorgeous people cuddling in the cuddle puddle. And our friend said, oh, have you met Felipe? He's so funny, he does comedy. Come tell us jokes, so so I was set up for success. It was it was very a very a great a grateful uh, assist from this friend.
0: Yeah, and I I don't know I just fell immediately like I was laughing all day. He's telling all these jokes, and I don't know I could have just listened to you talk for hours. Um, and then the the rest of that night we were dancing together. Um, I don't know, feeling closer and closer throughout the night and the end of the night, like the morning, the next day, he asked me, can I kiss you? And I said, no, (laughs) (laughs) because I didn't want to make this impulsive decision after, I don't know, it was in the middle of COVID, I haven't really been like meeting new people. And here I am at this party, I meet all these new people and the first day, I had already kissed this girl in the middle of the mushroom trip.
2: Oh, that's a girl. Yeah. yeah, I was wondering if like you were like vibing in that way or yeah, just friend. Yeah.
0: And like she was there with her boyfriend, so I'm not I wasn't trying to date her, but I'm like, hey, we had a little we had a vibe, we had a thing. And then this other guys asking me to kiss him. I'm like, oh, I don't want to Oh, just, so you didn't want to commit. I don't want to be the new girl at the party that just shows oh, up and makes out with everybody. Oh, I, I see. felt like this I is going to be a really okay. weird image to project. <laughs> so, so I said no. Uh, and then the whole next day, I, he was working. The rest, a lot of us had a day party. We were partying all day. He wasn't there. He wasn't there all day and all night. I just kept thinking like, I'm an idiot. I should have. I should have said yes. Like, why did I say no? And I couldn't stop thinking about him. And later that night, we're on the dance floor again. And he says, I already asked you if I could kiss you. And you said no. So if you want to kiss me, you have to ask me. (laughs) That's a good that's a
2: good way of handling the situation, right? Because Consent is important, but then o- yeah, but- obviously he probably sensed that you did want to kiss him. So when you said no, what did you say? Like, you were like, no, I'm sorry, and that's it? Or did you did you tell him, I don't want to be the, the girl kissing everyone at the party? When you
1: said no, then I said, what about tiny bites? <laughs> <laughs> and started giving her tiny bites in the neck. Oh I, I said yes to that. Yeah, <laughs> she said yes to that. So it's
0: hard to say no. I was just to these things.
1: I took it. I took it pretty well. I kind of sensed the vibe. I've already been observing the behavior of <laughs> uh, the this uh, two butterflies flirting and making out. So I, I kind of, I kind of, kind of understood. Also, was uh, it was uh, becoming a little bit fun and challenging because it was evident and with this other girl who's my friend we will obviously fun competing like we were looking at each other and it's like <laughs> now it's my turn to flirt with her and she i will go to the bathroom and she'll like sleek in and it's like hello so it, will, it was it was very very funny and silly and it was clear that she didn't say no in a definitive way mm-hmm. um and I didn't feel pretty, pretty
0: Yeah, good. it wasn't it wasn't like no and also we're not gonna keep dancing, I'm going to bed now. It's just like
2: mm,
0: no. But let's keep dancing. <laughs> no,
2: but everything else is saying yes. But everything else yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cute. So yeah. then you had to ask him.
0: Yes. I
1: had oh, after him. I said I'm not going to ask you again, so you have to ask me. And she said, can I kiss you immediately as an answer to that? (laughs) (laughs) Immediately. It was
0: like a 30-second delay, maybe. (laughs) Oh, that's cute. And the end of that week, they all went back to New York, and I went back into the van. And from there, we kept in touch by phone um, and came to New York and came to visit and stayed with him. For a couple of weeks. I was coming for a long weekend and then it ended up being a couple of weeks. Oh, really? Um, you changed your flight? Uh, I drove in the van. Oh, right. We were in the I, van. Yeah. BYO yeah. van, you
1: know. van. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, we actually went to our first play party during those weeks. And it, I don't know. It's just every conversation that we had had, we shared that we had both sort of been curious about this and we've both joined other people's relationships that have been open where we're the third or we're like a a secondary partner but we haven't really had a relationship where we're the primary relationship and going to play parties together and going to or going on dates together and that that was something we were both curious about so during the time I was here it was kind of like well I won't be back again for a while, so let's do everything possible within the confines of COVID, of course. So we had a couple of like dinners and little house parties where everyone gets tested first and make sure that we're all negative. And for COVID. For COVID, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, and during those two weeks, it happened to be a friend's birthday party um, who's in the play scene, I hadn't met this group of friends yet, but it's the kind of birthday party that's like dinner and drinks and then transforms into a play party later in the night that I've never been to before. Like all my experiences with play parties have been commercial ticketed events that maybe you know some people there, but it's not a group of friends necessarily. And this is all a, a group of friends. Um, that sounds cool. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I haven't had that
2: experience actually. Uh, I mean, I've been to smaller play parties, but like, um, yeah, but with people that I don't really know that well, you know, yeah. and and even then it was nice that it was smaller. Like, you know, I think yeah. the, the smallest one was like eight people and I had a really great time, even though I didn't know anyone <laughs> except like the one person who invited me. But, but yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, and when you were having those experiences... Was it, like, how you imagined it or was there, like, any tension, like, jealousy or was there any, like, difficult, like, part about it? Well, first of all, like, how much did you, like, engage with others?
0: Not so much. Like, we, we both um, flirted and made out with some other people, um, but we had, I don't think we really went beyond that with other people. Well, so, you did so <laughs> this
1: this was the same crew. Now, six years forward, from my first play party in New York, oh. and now that I'm back in New York, this become became a fr- a friend a, a a group of friends, and this is a I don't know twelve fourteen people birthday, including my best friend is there. Right. And
0: And I but, was so nervous. He's like, Oh, you're gonna meet my best friend tonight, and then all these other friends. And I'm like, and then we're gonna have sex with them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, added like, pressure as if it wasn't like new nervous wrecking mark- on its own.
1: <laughs> so we started um, well, she started interacting with, with one with the host or one of one of the hosts and um, and we were just admiring this two gorgeous women. Uh, dancing and undressing them each other that's and it that kick off oh
2: jasmine was dancing and undressing this girl
1: that kick off the getting undressed
2: uh, one of the hosts i love it i'm so nervous about this and then you go
0: there and undress the host well he also i was feeling better by that point Because I realized we hadn't really talked about what it would mean to actually go to a party together. We'd had all these lovely, fun, sexy conversations of fantasies of like, oh, and if we go together and if we find someone cute, these are all the things that we could do. That sounds so fun and so amazing. We should do it. (gasps) We have the opportunity to do this. This is great. And then we're in the cab on the way over there realizing like, I'm super nervous. I'm freaking out at this point. Like, I'm really oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm meeting your friends. And all of this is too much. And first he reassures me, like, it's just a birthday party. We go, we have drinks, we have some food, we hang out, you meet all my friends. And then if we don't want to stay, we don't have to. Like, let's just take it hour by hour. And so we're there and I'm like, okay, everyone here is so nice. I feel very relaxed and very comfortable. I still don't quite know how we're going to transition from this into a play party, but you know, I feel really comfortable here. And as things were transitioning from cocktails to dancing to undressing and getting a little more intimate, we stepped outside to the balcony to have another talk of like, okay, we're going to stay for this. And now what are we comfortable with? What are we hoping to achieve? Who are you interested in? You know, both of us, like, would we be interested in playing separately? That feels a little scary, but let's just take it slow and check in with each other a lot. So by that point, I'm feeling very reassured that we're here together primarily, even though at this point we weren't even officially dating, but we're treating it as like we're here together and our priority is making sure that we feel safe together and then we can explore from there.
2: Yeah, like a team effort. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So then you, that's when you decided to undress her?
0: <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> no, I, I, no, didn't. I, I was
2: looking I at Jasmine. <laughs> um,
0: yes. So during our, our chat on the balcony before the party, we had both sort of mentioned like, oh, this one girl is really gorgeous. I'm like, yes, I know. I would love to make out with her. I'd love to maybe play with her. And like, if we could play as the three of us, that would be great. Um, so it was really great that she was into me as well <laughs> uh so we were flirting we're dancing we're undressing each other we're making out um and sort of i like look up for air like find where felipe is like okay we're still like just make eye contact he's flirting with somebody else like this is good we're all good um
1: i, w- I was chatting with uh, her husband and we were just admiring the two of you. We, we, I mean, we always flirted with each other, but we were just like having drinks and saying, "This is wonderful. Look at this happening. This is beautiful <laughs> magic. Look at the girl I brought." And he's like, "Yeah, like, well done." <laughs> um,
0: so that actually led to a really fun moment of the night, which was. When this girl and I are in the middle of making out and Felipe comes over and um, he's like, oh, hi. I was like, oh, hi. I was just thinking about you. I miss you. And this girl is like, I'm so sorry. I stole your girlfriend from you. And then she looks at us and she's like, wait, is she your girlfriend? And Felipe's like, I don't know. Are you my girlfriend? And so I'm like.
1: I said, I said. Would you like to be my girlfriend? Which is in Chile, that's like, that's how you ask.
0: And so obviously I said yes. And then the whole party, everyone is like, there's people on the couch behind us having sags, everyone is naked, and the whole party stops. And it's like, oh my God, she said yes. They just became boyfriend and girlfriend. Oh my God, I love this story.
2: <laughs> like, you became a, a couple at a play party. Yes. In the middle. To
1: my family, I said, we became a couple at a birthday party which is accurate
2: <laughs> yeah yeah that's how yes. you have to cover it like when people ask how did i meet uh, mariah the, co- the co-host of of this podcast we actually met at a play party and like we didn't play then mm-hmm. but then when people asked like her parents were asking the other day and we were like we both like looked at each other like how do we respond to it and i was like <laughs> at a party do you just take the play out of the party and then it's fine exactly <laughs> um but that night you guys didn't go much farther than that or
0: no with other people no um but just with each other just with each other oh that's nice really leaned into that because i've i've never gone to a play party with a partner before um and the play parties that i'd been to i'd only played with women so i haven't even played i had sex with a man at a play party so this was totally new and then to do it in such a small space, where we're sort of the center of attention for a while, and it was really fun to lean into that and enjoy that experience, and feel very safe and very comfortable.
2: Mm, that's awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: We we did a couple of shows in that that <laughs> day. <laughs> the new couple. Yeah. The new couple, was, the new couple was. The new couple.
2: Look at them. Yeah,
1: we we were active <laughs> yes. for longer. While everybody else was just resting, we were still... Basically, we were giving a show. Everybody was chilling and looking at us. And, <laughs> With their popcorn. Yeah, like. <laughs> basically. Basically. Claps. <laughs> when we met and then we stay in touch through video and calls and mostly... And, and then uh, she visited twice. We were... Um, also because of the pressure, because of how new this was and not jump into anything, we were still, um, of course, we were seeing other people at the beginning. And, and after we um, we started dating and put, put um, labels on this, we kept it like that for a bit and for a while because I was exposed in New York to everything, every day of the week. We were sharing stuff like, hey, I did this, I did that, I went on a date. And it was mostly from me because she was alone in a van in the middle of deserts or national parks in pandemic where you don't meet new people. It, it was clear that, uh, that this was unbalanced mm-hmm. and somehow unfair. And we put a pause on that. Right, and for a bit we were, even though we were remote, we were not seeing other people. That sped up how often we had to see each other. (laughs) Um, It
0: was hard. I From the beginning, like from that first trip that I visited and we went to the play party and we become boyfriend and girlfriend officially. And as I was leaving at the end of those two weeks, we realized we have like five or six weeks apart before we see each other again but now we're official and it's labeled And we have this talk like well do we want to keep seeing other people and keep it open and i'm like of course yeah absolutely i'm a little nervous but totally feel secure um and i really thought that i want i was and i could be it was really hard to i don't know try it and realize like oh this is actually painful and difficult even though I feel like mentally I feel secure and I want to be okay with this and I I don't think I have an issue with it. But then we would talk and he's like, oh, is it okay if I go on a date? I'm like, yeah, of course. Have fun. Let's talk tomorrow. And then he didn't have cell phone access for like a whole day when that date happened. And then the whole night I'm up with a stomach ache and feeling nauseous and, and on your own. And on my own and in my head. Not knowing anyone. Yes. And being alone and isolated really magnified all of the feelings that I didn't expect to have in the first place. And then I have, and I'm like trying to dissect it. Like I'm pretty good at self-analyzing. But even then I'm like, why am I jealous? Am I jealous? Like, I guess I don't really feel threatened by him seeing somebody else, but yet I'm still having this very physical response of... Like, my stomach would just be a ball of nerves, like Mm -hmm. butterflies. Um, And we'd talk the next day. and like, how was it? He's like, oh, it was fun. How are you? And I'm like, I'm not okay. And I I don't want to be that person that's flip-flopping and saying, oh, it's fine. Oh, it's not fine. Now it's fine. But actually, it's not. But, yeah, navigating how to communicate that. um, Well, it's
2: better to be that way than to say it's fine and then realizing it isn't and then just not saying anything like you are a bigger person for being like oh actually i feel different and and that's also something that i talk about in the podcast and i like to remind people like it's okay to change your boundaries and it's okay to change and think that you're gonna feel fine with one thing and then realizing it isn't so like good for you for communicating that immediately instead of just like keeping it to yourself you know
0: yeah it felt more to me like like I wasn't afraid of him being intimate with somebody else in the way of like kissing or having sex with somebody else. Like I wasn't threatened by the idea of that, but I'm threatened by – or I was threatened by the idea of being perceived uh, by our friends that he was like seducing her and romancing her and that they'd be seen as more of a couple – And I think I still sort of have a boundary in my head of like, oh, if you see somebody on a date and you go home with them versus you spend the night with them and you wake up together and you shower together and you have breakfast and it, the, those things make it feel more intimate to me versus just the physical part. It's like the emotional part. And, and so I I was uncertain about how that date had gone and, in my head like all the worst things could have been happening um and then when we talked about it later i was like oh actually the worst things weren't happening this is what actually happened and some of those things um did hurt like it's not an easy conversation to have about like why that went differently than planned and um kind of learned a little bit better how to discuss boundaries like there are some questions here like, oh, like, what are you comfortable with? And I would say, oh, I would prefer if this didn't happen or like maybe try to avoid this and not be explicit and direct. And that leaves it very open to interpretation. And so that taught me to set clear boundaries like, oh, I'm I'm definitely not OK with this and be very upfront about it. I really pushed myself to be honest in a way that I haven't been in past relationships where. I wouldn't necessarily speak up if I was upset about something, I would kind of internalize it and try not to talk about it so much until it became a, you know, this thing I'd stewed on. I was like, okay, now I'm really upset. So with this, in this relationship, um, I've been open about it from the start. Like if I'm hurting about something, I just push myself to say, hey, I don't know how to have this conversation. I don't know how to say this, but I'm hurt by this. Can we talk about it? Um, and so it led to this really amazing conversation about like, him reassuring me like, you know, I, I really care for you. I would not do anything to mess this up or hurt you. And I'm sorry that this hurt you. Like I, obviously it was not my intention. And me acknowledging and saying, instead of just saying, oh, it's okay. Saying like, yeah, I was hurt by this. And also we're okay. It's not going to break us. I feel like. Even if we're not on the same page about something, I feel like we're on the same team and we're supporting each other and we're working towards the same thing. Even as we were having the conversation, um, I was verbalizing to him like, okay, this is this is really challenging. And I'm not necessarily happy that it happened, but also I can see the value already in this conversation that we're having is that we're learning so much about each other and about boundaries and how to do this properly and communicating and even though I'm still like sad and upset I'm also happy that we're able to talk about this so well and I feel so much trust and safety and love and it was amazing to feel all of that at the same time.
2: And that's when you decided to stop seeing people separately right?
0: Exactly that was um, yeah that was when we had that conversation saying like okay While we're in these separate places, like you're in the city, I'm in the van, I'm often in total isolation. Let's put a pause on this uh, and revisit when I come back to the city and then we're more on equal footing. Yeah. And as you mentioned,
2: it also taught you to like set your boundaries. So like be like, you know, Uh, I mean, this is not the case, but for example, like, um, yeah, you can like sleep with someone, but no like breakfast or like, you know, like being like really clear about your boundaries and what you're comfortable with and like stepping up to the, you know, to the truth of your feelings, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think also for us, it's important and, and helpful to explain why that boundary is like not just saying, okay, you can have sex, but no breakfast. And it's not like okay, if you really wanted to stay over and have breakfast, like, okay, we can talk about that. Yeah, But not to just say the boundary because it's a scary thing and like we don't talk about that or we don't do that, but to say why and be like, okay, I don't want you to stay over and have breakfast because that feels like a relationship. That feels so intimate and like that's something that I want us to share and that I feel threatened by that and to have a bigger conversation about it than to just put a solid boundary and say no breakfast, end of story. Like yeah, I think that's <laughs> I think
2: that's a that's a great point, and I'm so glad that you ha- guys have that communication. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to the sexual aspect, sounds like you haven't really experienced much jealousy because you've told me about how like you've been like turned on by seeing Felipe with other women. Like like if it's like purely sexual, you don't feel that jealous, right?
0: Yeah, and I. I'm not sure that it's because it's purely sexual like the there's been women that we flirt with and seduce and we we bring home and play with that it's not that it's purely sexual like there's an emotional connection there that we're both feeling but I think I'm not jealous because we're both feeling it and because I'm there like I'm seeing it happen I've love it. I love watching him flirt and make out with other girls and fuck other girls in front of me. is like such a turn on. It's so, so sexy. And I think I'm, I'm part of it. And part of the reason why it's so hot is that I'm there, I'm watching it happen. And there is a distinction in my mind. Like if I'm not there and I know he's on a date with somebody later, like if we talk about it, I want to know all the details. And I do think it's really hot. And I, I enjoy that conversation. I'm like, yeah, tell me more. But during the act, like the if he's off on a date and I'm home alone, I can't find it sexy because my brain is just spinning out of like because it's I'm the uncertain. uncertainty, exactly. right? Exactly. The not no. knowing,
2: yeah, exactly, not knowing, and like making ideas in your head, like you were like when he was hanging out with this girl uh, in front of his friends, which yeah. turned out that he wasn't even. Uh, you it know, was not the case. It was not all. the case that yeah. people were like looking, but then you start making ideas in your head and, and it's just like about knowing exactly where you stand. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah.
1: Something that, that if I look back and, and think of what went well, even though this was difficult, is also from my end is not denying that this is something I wanted. Like this is like, well, let's let's stop this. Like let's stop seeing other people or at least my end. And and she's like, is this okay with you? I was like, well, I'd love to do it, but I'm okay not doing it. It's not, it's something that I prefer. And I usually I talk about food. Like I would love to eat a lot of chocolate, but somebody tells me you cannot eat chocolate. It's not that I'm gonna go all crazy. And there's so many other things I can, I can do. And we're having so much joy out of this, that it's okay that I feel a little bit selfish just pushing for it and then jasmine was very oh but you don't have to like let's talk about it It hurt but it's okay it's like no no let's do it and i think one of the part of we were talking before that um feeling oblique like feeling forced to say yes oh no i'm totally okay i was doubling on i like you for many reasons not mainly because we met in this setting or because we have this side of our relationship is I like you and I love you for many other things before that. So, and using this language will let me also say, but I still want it, right? Versus saying like, oh, it's totally okay. I don't want it and lying also to myself. Um, and, and I think keeping that as something that I wanted at that time, made it much easier f- to create the trust and to, to build up the reassurance for us to say, to say oh, now maybe it's a good time to revisit that rather than, oh, I don't want that, mm, like I'm holding it, right? And yeah. the same that saying, oh, I want that and suffering inside, I think it goes both ways.
2: Yeah, yeah. And yeah, exactly. You can be like... Okay, this is not ideal, but this is what we have to do for now. Uh, Yeah, and knowing that things don't have to stay that way forever. I think that in this situation, also because you knew that Jasmine wanted to be open to it, and that's why she initially was like, Yeah, it's okay. You know, like you, you knew that she had the intention, like you both had that intention, but the circumstances at that moment weren't the the right ones for that and and you guys were both like okay it doesn't have to be right now we can
0: wait yeah and just setting those checkpoints to reevaluate it's like okay if we're in the same city then we both have access to the same scene like the same yeah um, opportunities to date and feel secure and we're nearby so it's equal uh, like we talk about it a lot. And it feels very comfortable to broach that subject and be like, okay, like, let's talk about it now. Even though maybe I'm still feeling insecure, we can talk about why I'm feeling insecure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And how did that re-evaluation when you did move in together, which sounds like it was last summer, right? Yeah, at um, the end of last summer. So, so it hasn't even been a year. Um, right. And how, how has that process been like?
1: From the perspective of reevaluating, we we visited and reevaluated, and it we decided that we're not dating other people separately, right? Separately, and yeah, yeah. We so, left it
0: as we explore meeting and dating other people together, and it's still it's not completely off the table to date separately. We just haven't done it yet. It's still sort of in discussion of like maybe. But how would it fit into our lives, and we don't know yet.
2: Yeah, so you're still keeping your experiences together. Yeah, yeah. But sounds like you might want things to be different. Like you, you, you do want to like date people separately.
1: I'm more curious, and and I find it super fun to to flirt and seduce, and and sometimes the opportunity happens when we're together, and sometimes it doesn't, and. I have to limit that aspect and that is totally okay. Uh,
0: It's still something that I think that I want, like in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds super fun. And I talk to my friends that are in open relationships that date separately and I see it working in a lot of cases. I'm like, that sounds really fun and sexy to go on a date and to come home and talk to your partner and to share like oh, this experience that I had, it was really fun. And I still don't know how to translate that into reality because it still scares me, even though I feel very secure and very reassured and I'm not threatened by the idea of it, I think. But then also these conversations come up, like one of us is traveling and we'll talk and Felipe's asking like, oh, while I'm here and alone, could I browse this app and go on a date? And my first response is always like, oh, no, maybe, I guess. And he's like, okay, no, it's the, yeah. that's a no. It's clearly a no. So don't worry. Like, maybe next time. And then I get off the phone I think about it. And I'm like, what am I actually afraid of? I don't think I'm afraid of anything. But I have to listen to that first response of my body is still fear and uncertainty so yeah and I'm still and I mean, working through like why I have these two parts in my head like one part thinks yes totally we should do that and the other part is like what if we hurt each other so I don't know I'm still feeling that
2: yeah no and I mean I think that you guys are also like early in your relationship and also you know Exploring, And it sounds like most of your experiences together have been positive, but I'm sure that there's already a lot of like things to unpack with that. You know, you first, I, I think in your situation, you need to feel good with that before like taking extra steps and kind of going too fast, right? Uh,
1: going back to Chile and talking with my best friends over there who are very vanilla and I share aspects of, of my life and ask we share I shared with some of them some details of hey we're seeing other people or a hey, we're flirting and immediately they go like ah, but would you let another guy fuck your your girl like immediately it's like a, a like very very yeah, possessive way of thinking and and very threatened I'm like no I'm super confident I think it's not that I will let her uh, like it it's something that will bring joy to her. And it will like I know she'll come back to me and and we're together. And you've also experienced
2: that before, right? Because you had uh, one relationship in which you guys did things separately.
1: Um, However, uh, and very recently, uh, three weeks ago, we went to this festival, and this moment, Jasmine is just like so happy, and I'm so happy for her being so happy. But also as part of this. She, um, you're being so so outgoing and in my head flirts, and i thought she was flirting with this, this guy um which at the end i think you told me oh no i was i was being very flirty because this this girl was there right but <laughs> yeah but from uh, my perspective i'm seeing her shining and being like i've never seen her be but with me and I thought it was towards this guy. And, and on immediately my reaction was like, oh. I like, have never seen this happen. And I, I have an immediate reaction of, of threat. And then I think, well, that's the way I am constantly to everybody. Right. <laughs> so, and, and, and on one end, it, there is this sort of threat, but on the other end, oh my God, how gorgeous she looks. And how happy she's being by getting also in being in the situation with I thought the guy was also flirting and and I was just this is amazing, right, but also I have that first reaction of <gasps> it's okay, it's okay, so I haven't got the opportunity to feel that way, mostly because we've been flirting with girls right or when Jasmine's alone and I totally uh, have encouraged it. It's like, just, just go with it. I'm not there, don't worry. You have my entire permission to whatever, right? Yeah, but,
0: but only is, with girls. This girl. is always with girls, um, and which is okay with me. Like I'm bisexual, I'm very attracted to women. And part for me being in a relationship with a man, I've only had monogamous relationships where, like okay sure i could make out with a girl if she's cute and if he's there but there was, i couldn't ever look at other guys i never thought about it so so you did
2: have a relationship before where you could make out with girls
0: yes but in yeah in a very um, the, the, your 7 year relationship or a different yeah mm-hmm. but it was it wouldn't have been able to go beyond that like he was very threatened by the thought of me being with anybody else. And so the couple of times, like he was kind of talking cool, like, oh yeah, you can make out with girls as long as they're hot and as long as I'm there. But even the couple of times that that happened, it didn't ever go beyond just making out because he was so like, mm, but now you come back to me. It's very threatened by it. Um, but something within me, like now I'm in a relationship where we could be open. We've talked about this. Um but I've never dated other men or, like, gone on other dates with other men and never even thought about it. And it's something that even though I think, like, oh, yeah, okay, we're open. I'm I'm fine with that. And I could look at other people and find them attractive. I mostly find myself attracted to other women and not other men, I think, because somewhere deep inside me, I think, like, oh, I have this man. I'm with this man. And I just don't even notice other men. And we have not really confronted, like, if I wanted to date other men, how would that look? How would that affect Mm -hmm. you and our relationship? It's, that's something totally new.
1: Yep. So, so the, the opportunity for me with women has been more evident. I'm also straight. And Jasmine hasn't explored, hasn't expressed that intention for dating or, or, uh, maybe kissing a little bit, but not much with uh, uh, other guys. And going back to those conversations in, in Chile with re- really vanilla friends is, but would you let that happen? And my answer is, I don't know. Like, would you like it? Would you enjoy it? And it's like, I don't know if I would, I would enjoy Jasmine dating other men, but I don't know it, right? And I know that there's a part that is uncomfortable and is unknown, and of course, with women makes it so much easier but it is that part of like you know it's only fair to to if, if this is something i'm interested in for me it should be for her and um so this is a part of that we haven't got a lot of experience and yeah. i haven't got a lot of experience um in in this other relationship with the primary uh, where in, in San Francisco, we would do it. And it was more... And we will tell each other, hey, this is somebody we... we, we it, it was a very... We were definitely not official, but it was, it was secret. <laughs> um, so... Uh, but we will get back together. I, would was spend, I was secret? Um, because she was in, in this open marriage, but we didn't bring it up. Like, she didn't need to... She It was kind of their agreement not to know. And then I was living in New York. It, this happened after I moved to New York, so I was going, I was going uh, once a month to the West Coast, and of course it was three weeks apart. And then we we'll came back and tell each other what was, was going on, and it was not easy. Like it was not. Neither of us was like. Let's we we decided not to like tell us everything. It was a different sort of relationship. You like are we're, not not together. Together. Like were not living together. We're not living together different orders of magnitude of of involvement.
2: But it was still not easy.
1: And it was still not easy.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's interesting because it sounds like you both are interested in the idea, but the practice of it sounds like difficult and you are already exploring and you already are getting so much from the experiences you are having. For Jasmine, I'm sure it's like, Exploring with women, like it's probably something new for you as well, or like newish, you know, that like with that freedom for both of you sounds a little bit threatening the idea of dating separately. So it's like, you know, why at this moment jump into that when it's like, you know, we're already getting, 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 so much, getting so much, like, yeah. I don't know if there's like any needs that you feel like are unfulfilled or that like, you know, dating separately would, would fulfill.
0: Not for me. Um, I feel like we have a lot of fun together, just the two of us, and then recently I've had a few experiences of meeting new people, um, and sharing experiences with them that were amazing and really fun and lovely, and I don't see that there's anything missing or lacking, like you said, that dating separately would bring right now at this time, um, I also noticed that the more, like the longer that we've been together and the more that we are, um, that we're serious, like we live together now, we're building this life and I feel much more secure than I did in the beginning of like when I was in the van and we're separate, we're long distance, even coming into town and like going to play parties. I'm like, "Mm, I think I just want to play with you. And people can watch, and we can watch other people, but I don't necessarily want to interact with them or know how to interact with them. And I don't know how, like, okay, we can flirt with people online, but if we meet up, I don't know, like, how to do that, really. And that's evolving. Like, the longer we're together, I feel more confident myself and more confident in us together and less shy. Um more curious about interacting with others and acting on like, oh, I think, I think they're cute. Maybe we should invite them over. And yeah, I feel like at this rate, I could see it evolving into like, oh, maybe I can imagine how dating separately would look because six months ago, I couldn't imagine playing with someone else at a play party, but now that feels fine and fun and sexy. And so Next year, like later this year or next year. I don't know. Maybe I can imagine that. <laughs>
1: um I don't need anything else either. I'm having lots of fun. Uh fruitful feel. Um I'm just how do you say goloso in, in English. Um when you want to eat more candy, right? It's not that you need more candy. Yeah,
2: like you just <laughs> wanna indulge, but like indulge, you, right? Yeah. So indulgent, I guess, or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Or like I'm, you're like you're craving something that you I'm, don't need. Yeah. And, mm-hmm
1: and and I'm extre- I'm very risk prone. and and I don't consider all the time the risks of of oh going for something. And this applies to many aspects of my life that I always it's like, but more more is right there. Like it's just we just go and get more. Like I want to indulge myself. But I indulge myself in so many aspects of my life that I don't need to, right? And it's just this um, this this um, curiosity. And because of, I am I forget about the risks, right? I forget about the potential things that can go wrong. I usually jump in into the, oh, I want this, right? But it's not that I need. And I'm very, very happy. We've been having so much fun. Um, also part of, of the context of things that are switching, is switching in, in our life is we met during pandemic and it was impossible or very difficult to meet new people. And therefore, this a lot of opportunities or perceived opportunities were happening within our friend group, and because we're so flirty and because everybody's so gorgeous and because sometimes we're all dipped in drugs and being extremely dipped in,
2: in drugs,
0: <laughs> dipped in drugs all around, yeah,
1: like soaked in drugs, and and sometimes and I'm like yeah, and so also we were I was sometimes crossing boundaries with, with friends, right? Because we didn't have the opportunity in my head, this is riskless and it's not, right? Or I can deal with this risk. And uh, Jasmine is, is less risk uh, prone. And now in the last six months or last three months, we starting to meet other people, right? And we're valid, why to do that risky thing with, I don't know, a couple of friends who are flirty or a single a friend who's flirty when we can direct that indulgence towards um towards newcomers so that is also shifting um
0: yeah it's a great point that I feel very conscious of flirting with friends because I'm still like new-ish to this community I feel like I've known everybody now for a year or year and a half so I'm we have some solid friendships that I'm conscious of. I don't want to mess them up. Like, I really like all my new friends. I feel like this community is amazing. And we have fun, like, flirting. And we come home, we talk like, ooh, this person's so cute. Maybe we should flirt with them. Should we invite them on a date? And I'm like, yes. Oh, but wait, no. Like, what if, I don't know, what if it doesn't go well? And then we mess up the friendship or something. So, yeah, like he said, now that things are opening back up, from a pandemic perspective we feel safe and comfortable meeting new people and that leaves me feeling freer and less shy
2: yeah that's that's great um yeah i'm i'm happy that we're done with the harshest part of the yes. of the pandemic and that you guys are able to explore in that way and i want to hear about that exploration. But also I'm curious because Felipe, you mentioned that you were like crossing boundaries with friends. Mm. Can you tell us more about that? Because, you know, I'm the type of person who loves like a friends with benefits situation. So my impulse sometimes is like, oh, let me just make out with all my friends. But as you said, Mm -hmm. like I've had to like kind of take a step back and think a little bit more of the consequences of my actions because I cannot just be going around making out with all my friends, right? So, so even can you tell you us? Want a, to. <laughs> yeah, even even though I might want to, like, you know, you have to think a little bit about that. But at the same time, it's really <laughs> great to hook up with friends. I don't know. So it's like a line that's interesting to walk.
1: I'm enjoying a lot of of this, especially <laughs> using. Um, some uh, magical uh, powders and that invites me to just talk things right and just verbalize things that i perceive and one of them is oh i'm flirting with this person or we are flirting with this person and first there's a more flirty part but then there's a putting it in words Mm -hmm. and say and and i've said recently to some of our friends I'm attracted to you, or we are attracted to you. Or I said, we've been talking about you and we love to make out with you. Are you flirting with us, right? And this has happened with people who are not flirting with us or they're flirting, but it's like, oh yeah, I'm flirting with, ah, right? And immediately changes the tone of the dancing into the, "Mm, not that, right? But also it has happened with girlfriends of friends who either we know they're open or we don't know if they're open. And sometimes in either situation, when they are open or when they're not open, they say like, oh yeah, I also find you cute or yeah, the two of you attractive. And it's like, ah, <gasps> seduce mode. But going from floor to to go get it. And sometimes I just go in and then, like, hmm,
0: start thinking about the consequence or the potential consequence of how that could affect the friendship, or if it's the girlfriend of a friend, like how it could affect the friendship with that guy or right, their relationship. Like,
2: like, the guy might be like, "Why are you guys trying to steal my girlfriend?" Type of situation. Yeah. yeah. And also, what you were saying, like, I think it's important to like verbalize and be like, oh, so I'm, I'm getting this vibe. How do you feel? And all of that. But then if if they are like, no, I don't feel that way, uh, then yes, it kind of can create this like, oops, like moment, <laughs> which is like better than like not having said anything and then trying yeah. something and then realizing then like, so it's yeah. still the best approach. Yeah. But yeah, it can create this like uncomfortable situations in which you don't know if you are overstepping boundaries, right? Or, or... Yeah, especially if, uh, because you guys are mostly playing with women. Yeah, we don't want to
0: seem like we're coming in to steal someone's girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
1: Or be known as the, as the. That couple. Well, I was the second of somebody, of, of, of a couple in our group, like four years ago or five years ago, I was the one dating somebody else's girlfriend. I was just a threatening guy right? because I was a guy who will date other people's girlfriends and and that changed, right? I, I I put a step back. but now i I think I'm slightly unleashed because we both enjoy flirting.
0: yeah, it's led to a lot of good communication between us and for me as well. Like I'm typically less direct and a lot more shy. Like I'm, I'm flirty, but I'm almost never the one that makes the first move, which is interesting in the aspect of being in a relationship where we are flirting with or pursuing women. Uh, like if I was in their shoes, I would want the woman in the relationship to be the one who's sort of mm-hmm. making the contact yeah. and establishing trust and flirting and being like more seductive. And I know that, but being... In my shoes, like as the girlfriend, I'm so shy about it, and so I've kind of told Felipe, like, oh, you're more flirty than me. Like, yeah, I'm into her. You should, you should flirt for both of us, and this has kind of backfired, especially among our friends because they know that we're dating, but they don't see me making a move, and so mm. they approached me later. They're like, um, I, I wanted to talk to you about this. Like, are you and Felipe open? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're open-ish. Like, we're exploring that. And they're like, oh, and you can kind of see this relaxation of their face. Like, oh, relief. Okay, because he was flirting with me or he was being direct and saying, like, I want to flirt with you. Can we flirt? And we didn't know if you were open. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I need to be more aware. Like, we as a couple need to be more aware of this. But I need to be more upfront and direct and also flirting and also – telling these women that, like, I find you attractive. I would love to flirt with you. We'd love to take you out. Because if it's only coming from him, it, ge- it could give this perception. That yeah, he's the
2: one driving it and you don't want it. That I'm
0: not interested or that maybe I don't even know about it. And, like, that's totally not the case. But I could see why people think that. So, yeah, recently, I think kind of everything has been coming together, like, between me feeling more secure with us and feeling more confident and also being able to like meet new people and explore outside of our friend group I'm feeling like I can step into this role and be more flirty and more direct and that's been really fun to explore (laughs) nice so yeah yeah, so why don't you tell
2: me about that like about your like recent exploration and experience because you've kind of like mentioned you had Mm -hmm. like something in Chile yeah tell us a little bit about those those experiences
0: yeah uh Well, the experience in Chile was um, with another couple that we met through an app. And it's really challenging to meet people in this community in Chile. Like as Felipe mentioned, it's much more conservative, much more traditional. There's a smallish community on the field app, which... There's 12.
2: Yeah, there's like 12
0: people mostly couples Are you serious? Yeah, it's only very, 12 people on field no, in a like bit more, okay but, okay but, <laughs> but maybe 30 at most like it's it's small you can scroll through all of them in one day and you're like oh well that was everybody in Santiago and it's very hard to know who you're talking to like people don't post their faces because they don't want someone that they know to find them on mm-hmm, the app accidentally mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you don't know who you're going to get so we met this couple we chat like yeah let's get drinks tonight and they get there like wow they're so cute oh that's that's good where where were they from
1: like (laughs) we got the words in words of jasmine we won the field lottery
0: yeah (laughs) like they're they're so attractive (laughs) they're really fun they speak spanish and english which is great for me because my spanish is like I can get by in a Spanish conversation, but definitely not at the level of flirting on a date. <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> I should probably take a course on that. So, master class. <laughs> <yeah. Private laughs> you should lesson. you should put it up, Felipe. <laughs> yeah, <private lessons. laughs> Yeah. So, so we had this date. We have drinks. We have some snacks, and we get to know them. And we're kind of all sharing our stories of parties that we've been to and. None of us made the first move, so nothing happened. However, there's a second part to that story that, that you can tell.
1: This is right before heading on vacation to south of Chile away from Santiago. And we fly back home on on Sunday morning and we're leaving to the States back on Monday. And we went on a date with them again at their house, out of the city. Yeah, there's a gorgeous house in the middle of, of the mountains with gorgeous swimming pool. And then we were there flirting a lot and, and I mean, flirting and, and having drinks a little bit to both couples, each of them one side of a table. Then let's go to the pool. Uh, we go everywhere with kimonos. So we got everybody in kimonos. We got into uh, the, the swimming pool and then we went back to the living room, and then massage started happening, and then let's go to the bedroom.
0: Yeah, I, I think we were facing the same issue of, like, we're here, we're in the situation, we're like, we all know this understanding of, like, we would be down to have sex and to play and to flirt or to, like, take the flirting to the next level, but none of us are doing it. And it starts to get late, and we're like, oh, no, it's not going to happen, like, at this point.
1: Yeah. And then... There was a big limitation that we couldn't kiss.
0: Yes. So the a big difficulty of that date was that I had a cold sore. Oh, so yeah. I'm like, I can't... I mean, I could tell them, like, hey, I have a cold sore. If you get them too, sure. Like, if we're all comfortable, we could kiss. But that's... It's awkward in a play scene because then you have to be so conscious of... Everything else, yeah. So,
2: I I ugh. had I used to get a lot of calls, or, or like last year for some reason I started getting them. Yeah, and it's so annoying. It it's, made my life very difficult. It, <laughs>
0: yes, it's so awful. And even though almost everyone gets them, it still feels just yeah. Gross there's still some taboo around self conscious to be like oh, and and now we're here for a sexy date. It's not even like we're just hanging out and having dinner. It's like and oh, now I have this. Yeah. Finally, like we surmounted this difficulty of like, mm, like how do we get from flirting to the actual? Like, yeah, without without playing, without kissing, without kissing. And yeah. and so this girl, I was like, oh, by the way, like you mentioned that you used to be a massage therapist, and you promised me a massage. I want that massage before you leave Chile. I was like, oh, great. This is my, perfect. This is the <laughs> intro. Perfect. So we go into the bedroom. And she just immediately was like, strips off all her clothes and lays on the bed. She's like, okay, I'm ready. I'm like, okay, this girl knows what she wants. (laughs) And so I'm giving her a massage. It's wonderful. And then I'm like, okay, my turn. And they're giving me a massage. Everyone's getting undressed. Like they start making out. We start making out, but we can feel there's like this separation still. And Felipe's like, they're probably wondering why we're not. Like, trying to kiss them. And I was like, I know, but I'm so self-conscious. And he's like, let's just tell them. So he just paused. He's like, okay, guys, like, we want to tell you. Like, there's this thing. She has a cold sword. It's like, other, like, we would love to make out with you, but this is why we're not. And immediately the whole vibe was, like, just so much more relaxed. She was right, like, like, everyone's like, oh, it's like the elephant in the room. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. and she, I, yeah, I was so nervous
1: that they could be that this could backfire
0: that they'd be like i don't know what i expected but yeah girls get out of my house (laughs) (laughs) yeah but instead this girl's like oh no like that sucks but don't worry i get them too so like does that mean we can make out and i'm like well yeah like yes you're not gonna get it from me having it if you already have it but it means that you can't go down on your partner and he's like, no, 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 that's not going to (laughs) fly. And I'm like, of course, of course, I don't like, I understand that. That's why I'm not like, that's why we're not doing that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like just to give some context for people who might not be familiar. So like having a cold sore is like basically having herpes, but there's like two types of herpes. So Mm -hmm. there's like the uh, oral oral one, which is like the one that you had and the one that I've had. And then there's the genital one, right? Mm -hmm. And like, there is some risk of transmission, like if you have the oral one like and you have an active breakout and you go down on your partner, then there's a risk that they might get genital herpes, which is a lot more serious than just the, yeah. the mouth one. Um, yes. Also, for whoever is experiencing that, I've been taking L-lysine. I don't know if you know yes, about
0: this. same. And it's amazing. Yeah,
2: and that prevents it. So wh- whoever has a herpes, just take you know, L I scene day and then that prevents it and that helps. Yeah. yeah.
0: So anyway, so yeah, I tell this girl like, and then she's also like, oh, but, you know, it's kind of fun and kind of sexy that we can't kiss. Like, I mean, it's a bummer. I really want to kiss you. But now it's kind of like this game of, yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. we want it and we can't have it. And it added this unexpected sexiness to it where like we're... We're, we're all in the same bed. We're all in the same bed. We're playing. They're playing. Like we're, And her and I are in the middle, and we're right next to each other. Our faces are like – our noses are touching. I'm like, oh, but we can't kiss. And it, it ended up being this really hot tease. And I was like, wow, this is totally unexpected. Not how I thought the night was going to go.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it it reminded me that it doesn't have to be that this huge – stigma and taboo and that you can get a surprising answer if you're just open about it
2: yeah i mean there's a lot of like playing that can be done so that's awesome that you were able to like turn things around so did you guys end up having sex with this couple
0: Uh we like the two of us had sex and the two of them had sex all next to each other, in front of each other. We didn't interact with them. There were hands. Um, There were hands. Hands hands going. That's true. People interacted with me. (laughs) I couldn't interact so much with them. Yeah, and I think it also made it so we had this future date to look forward to, like, oh, and next time you come back to Chile... You
1: return our kimonos.
2: (laughs) Oh, they kept the kimono?
0: They kept
1: accidentally one kimono, which is great.
2: Okay, perfect excuse. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And also, we... Hopefully, neither one of us has a cold sore and then we get to kiss next time. So it's like this tease of like, oh, and next time we get to do that. Yeah, that's amazing.
2: Very last question. It can be uh, short. This is something that I ask every guest of the podcast. Uh, What would you
0: tell to a polycurious person? Um, My advice would just be to keep the communication super open um, and not hide either side of it like like you were saying before if you want something if you want to be open you want to date other people like to share that and not hide that desire um and then try it but then if you have a a reaction to it and you're scared or you're jealous to be open about that too and just trust that your relationship is strong and you can talk your way through it amazing how about you felipe
1: I think the, the aspect of this is not for everybody. And the only way for you to know if you and your other are into this is to talking and trying. And going back to my Chilean friends, in their head is, oh, well, like this is the dream. Like, you can do it too, right? But how can I do it? Just tell your partner, hey, I'm curious. I would love to try something else. And worst the scenario? And, and you can use empathy to say, this is not because there's something lacking between us, it's not because something is going wrong, it's not that because we need to fix our relationship, this is something I'm interested And maybe you'll bump into surprise that your girlfriend or significant other feels the same and they have this, oh, me too, and I didn't want to bring it up because of, so there's the first part of, it's not for everybody, but just asking is to figure out if it's for you and, and your and your partner. And then um, having this, this reassurance of bringing up, like, we're going now to do this, right? But that doesn't mean that it has to. Like, our current plan is to, we're in the car to this party. But if we don't like it, or if you don't like it, and I like it, you can tell me and we'll leave, right? Or if you don't want something, even if I want it, we're not going to do it right and 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 setting up that saying i don't want this at any moment we talk about consent usually we think about people that we don't know or people that we're making a first move it also works in in the relationship right it's like would you like tea no i don't want tea perfect we're not ordering tea yeah it could be in a marriage right it's not just on the first date or in the first yeah
2: Yeah, I love that. I actually read uh, in a book whose author I interviewed for the podcast um, this uh, phrase, like, go as fast as the as slowest person. And I think that when, you know, in primary type of relationships, when exploring those uh, worlds, uh, I think it's great to, like, remember that, like, okay, if it feels too fast for one person, the other one can, like, uh, slow down a little bit. Yeah. Well, amazing. I love this conversation. Thank you so much for for being on the podcast. Yeah, this is really fun. We're happy to be here. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. I absolutely love this couple and found their relationship super sweet and the conversation super fun. As always, remember to subscribe if you want to stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. Follow us on Instagram at polycurespodcast or write to us at polycurespodcast at gmail.com. Love you guys and I'll see you all next week.